You are listening to Losing Weight with ADHD, the podcast to help you discover solutions to well-being, improved health, and sustainable weight loss with ADHD. If you're a woman with ADHD who's tired of trying every diet and weight loss program with no lasting success, I understand exactly where you are, and I want to help you to finally see the change you deserve. I'm your host, Jennifer Watts, an accountant turned nutrition and life coach with ADHD myself. Once I discovered the connections between ADHD and my lifelong struggle with weight, I was finally able to make lasting change in a way that felt great. If you want to do the same, then let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I am going to talk about walking. And I think we all know that walking is good for you, but I want to talk about it in the context of weight loss and how you know, weight loss, as well as ADHD, and the sort of interconnection between all of them. I just love walking, obviously. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm in my stories, I'm always, (laughs) I'm always out walking, because I really love it. And that's why I kind of want to talk about it today. But I do want to say before I start talking about it, that one thing that kind of, maybe it bugs me, maybe bugs me is not the right word. But so often, people will say, well, just walk, walking is for everybody. And I just want to specify that I am fully aware that walking is actually not for everybody. If you're, you know, an able-bodied person, it might be totally fine to just say, yes, go walk. But there are people that walking is not accessible for. Maybe you are disabled. Maybe you experience chronic pain. You experience mental health attributes that might prevent it for you, like agoraphobia. Even other things like if you were in a larger body. And this, I I just want to point this out too, because I was talking to somebody in my DMs about this the other day, and I think it's so easily people in much larger bodies, it just isn't recognized as much that like these movements that people think are just so simple are not as simple for everybody. So I just want to specify that because it's easy to say walking is for everybody and it's not necessarily for everybody. So anybody who walking is not for, I see you. And I acknowledge you. And there are other things that you can do that would give benefits like walking that might be more accessible to you. Like chair yoga always comes to mind because chair yoga is even for able-bodied people is amazing. But yeah, I just wanted to say that I see everybody else. And when I talk about walking, I'm not saying walking is for everybody because I fully acknowledge that it's not. But for those of us who are fortunate enough to be able-bodied, it is such an excellent thing to take advantage of. But it's not the only thing. It's not like the be all end all, but it is amazing. So let's get into it. I have a list of 11 things. 11 is such an awkward number. I wanted to make it 10, but I didn't want to leave anything out. But I have 11 ways that walking can be really beneficial for you, just your overall health, if you are somebody with ADHD, and if you are somebody who is pursuing weight loss. So let's get into it. Okay, number one, it helps to increase your energy. So it kind of sounds like it might feel like counterintuitive a little bit, but walking will increase like the oxygen flow in your body and that ends up increasing your energy. So it also increases epinephrine, which is like a neurotransmitter, I believe, but that's like also like, I think it's adrenaline, right? And that increases your energy. So I know for me, like this just happened to me last week. I wasn't feeling great. I wasn't sure if I like caught there's so many colds going through our house right now. Like it's that time of year where it's like one cold starts and just when you think it's over, somebody else starts and then it's another cold and it's like perpetually in the house and going through each kid never at the same time. 
But I was feeling like really low energy and just not great. And I hadn't been sleeping great. And I had also like kind of committed to myself that I wanted to get back to walking every day because I had missed several days. And I really feel the difference when I don't do it. So anyhow, when I was feeling this way, I was like, I feel so tired, I could just fall asleep, which is not as common for me. But I rather than like, having a coffee or something like that, I decided I'll just go and even if I can just do 10 minutes or something like that. Sure enough, I ended up going for like half an hour and I felt so much better afterwards. So it does sound counterintuitive. But when you're tired or you're feeling run down or whatever, going out for a walk can actually really help with your energy level. So anyhow, it's very good for your energy. Number two is stress reduction. It really helps with this. And I saw a 2018 study that showed that just 10 minutes of walking lowers anxiety, lowers depression, and increases focus and creativity. But I think that's something that we've probably experienced before is just the stress reduction from and really any kind of exercise. But I feel like walking is really good for this because it's sort of low impact. You can kind of start it from so many different places. You don't need like a piece of equipment for it or anything like that. Because it is a form of exercise, it it does release endorphins and endorphins really help you to deal with pain and stress. So it does definitely help with that. And stress reduction is so important with ADHD. And we all know this, that we deal with overwhelm. We can get bogged down and stressed out so easily. And that affects your cortisol levels as well, which we've touched on before. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. But this can really impact you mentally and physically in terms of wanting to lose weight. And so any little thing that you can do to turn the the dial, I don't know, the direction of the graph, whatever, to get your level of stress going in the right direction is super, super helpful. So walking is great for this, which hits on so many levels of like dealing with your ADHD symptoms, dealing with trying to to work towards weight loss, and just your overall health. It's amazing. Okay, number three is, speaking of overall health, (laughs) maybe that's why I said it, because I saw it on my list. That's the next one, is that walking is amazing for your overall physical health. So I think we know a lot of these things already, like it's great for your heart health, which especially if you're, like, if you have been overweight, you know that, like, These are things, I mean, we have to, everybody has to consider all of these things, but especially as we're getting older, like paying attention to your heart health is really important. And so walking is amazing for your heart health. It reduces the risk of chronic diseases. It helps protect your bones and keep them strong, especially like your hips, your legs, your, like your lower spine, which are, you know, really obviously, I mean, all your bones are important, but those ones are like really important. And it also helps to improve your immune response. And there is that, like, I didn't find a ton of research on this, but there has been some sort of indication that people with ADHD have reduced immune system function. Like when you're a kid, you're more prone to get colds. There's like some some studies that show there's a higher incidence of asthma in kids with ADHD. But anyways, irregardless, or no, I can't say irregardless. My sister's going to get mad at me. She says that's not a real word. Anyways. Regardless, not irregardless. Anyways, <laughs> it does improve your immune response, like your immune system function and your immune response and all that kind of things from from walking. So it's really great for that. But yes, so many areas of your overall physical health can be 
like greatly improved by walking. Number four is that you're going to sleep better. And we know that sleep plays an important factor in how we feel on a day-to-day basis. I find my ADHD symptoms when I'm like not sleeping well, especially over a few days at least, my symptoms are so much stronger. And if you're not sleeping well, that affects your hunger hormones, which then affects your ability to work towards your weight loss goals. So sleeping better, anything you can do to sleep better is amazing. And another disclosure with this, as somebody with kids, I know that it can be like, almost like triggering to hear people talk about sleep when you have young kids. So I'm just talking about in terms of like getting to sleep and staying asleep where you can. Obviously, if you have young kids, you don't really have a lot of control over this, but walking does help the quality of your sleep. I'm not saying it's necessarily going to affect the quantity, but it does affect the quality of your sleep. And that even kind of goes into what we talked about with stress reduction too, because like it's all kind of interconnected, right? Because the stress contributes to poor sleep. And if you're reducing your stress because you're walking, you're also getting better sleep because of that aspect of it. So it does really all work together, but walking does help your sleep. Number five is that it helps to lower your blood sugar. And I just also want to say that like, The goal here is not like a flatlined, like you're not going to have ups and downs with your blood sugar. That's a normal part of life. But what it does do is that it helps to bring, you know, like lower your blood sugar overall, which is a good thing. Walking after meals especially is really helpful for this. And I can attest to this, especially because I had gestational diabetes in two of my three pregnancies. And that was one of the things that they said could be really helpful was going for walks after meals which I did for as long as I could. And especially if you experience insulin resistance and for my girls out there with PCOS, which it seems to me like they're... I've talked to a lot of people lately with PCOS as well as ADHD. So I don't know if there's a link there, but I do know that the people that I talk to, quite a few of them have PCOS. So anyways, you know, PCOS, people with PCOS tend to have the insulin resistance as well. And so... Again, this is another area where it's all kind of connected. But anyways, walking does lower your blood sugar, which can just help you with your overall health, obviously. So that's, yeah, that's a good point there. Number six is that it improves your mood. And I don't know, we can really all benefit from this. Studies show that it reduces anxiety and depression. It boosts your self-esteem and it reduces symptoms of social withdrawal, which I found really interesting. It also like increases your serotonin, which is directly related to your mood. And I hesitate to say this part of it because if somebody told me to do this, I'd be I'd probably be mad. But sometimes if you are in that point where you're feeling stressed, you're frustrated, overwhelmed, any of those feelings where you might tend to go for food, like go zone out in the pantry or something like that. Finding a way to maybe go for a quick walk instead can have the same benefits, but I don't want to say that I'm trying to tell you to switch out. Like when you feel that drive to go eat, just go for a walk because that's like super annoying. I know if if I was, you know, at that point where I was feeling that way and looking for relief in the pantry, if somebody said, just go for a walk, I'd be like really mad. So I, to, to be clear, I am not telling you to do that instead, but it is something to consider. Like maybe you could preemptively decide that maybe like one time this week when I feel that way, I'm going to try going for the walk instead. 
because it does have those benefits of improving your mood and helping to alleviate some of those more, you know, undesirable feelings. I don't want to say negative feelings, but yeah, it does really help with this. And so especially if you're doing it on a consistent basis, it sort of moves that baseline up when it comes to your mood. So very beneficial. Okay, number seven is burning calories. Of course, like not everybody is counting calories, but we do know physiologically we're all the same with very few exceptions that, you know, losing weight really does come down to energy balance. Calories in, calories out. You want to be burning more calories than you are taking in. And walking is a great way to burn extra calories. And the one reason why I think walking is so great for this as opposed to other forms of cardio such as maybe like more intense things is that I don't find like walking is almost more I feel like it's more towards the category of like neat like non-exercise activity thermogenesis like it is technically exercise but what I mean by that is unlike something like intense exercise I find when I'm doing more intense exercise I'm so hungry And like that drives me to eat a lot more food. And then I'm like, is this like if I'm only doing this intense exercise for the purpose of like burning calories or like losing weight and it's instead like increasing my hunger and then I feel like this constant need to resist that hunger, it's not like super helpful overall, right? And so walking, like because it's so low impact and not, you know, your heart rate is not crazy elevated. It's just more steady state, low level kind of. I find for me, it just doesn't spike my hunger like other activities might. And so you can do a lot of it and reap all of these benefits without having that excess hunger. So, you know, it is such a just just such a great method to do that, to help to increase the amount of energy that you're expending. Uh, Okay, number eight is that walking is really beneficial for your nervous system which is, I found super interesting. I found this quote from, her name is Dr. Melina Jambolis. She's an internist and a nutrition expert. And she was saying that research shows that regular walking actually modifies your nervous system so much that you'll experience a decrease in anger and hostility. I don't know about you, but I'll take it. I, I like we have the we have the emotional dysregulation. We get the mood swings. We get all of that stuff, right? And so, if something is going to help your nervous system in such a way that it's going to decrease your anger and hostility, yes, please sign me up. I want it. <laughs> so, anyways, that that just to me is is so interesting. And like your nervous system, I mean, it affects so many things and. I mean, it's all tied together, the brain, the nervous system, the whatever. Not a scientist, not a doctor, but I just found that really interesting, especially when there's so much, I don't know, you find so much info these days with somatic work and like nervous system work and talking about fight, flight, freeze, fawn, all of that stuff. So that's, you know, that all part of the nervous system. So if we can help to regulate that, that is great. Okay, number nine is brain function. And this for all of us as ADHDers is like incredible benefit. So, I mean, one of the things that it does is that walking enhances your creativity. Like I know I get some of my best ideas when I'm out walking, even when I'm listening to a podcast or something like that, which often I'm, (laughs) often I'm like listening to a podcast and not, no knock on the podcast, but 
I'll start thinking about something else and then I'll have great ideas. And then all of, all of a sudden I like kind of come back to earth and realize like I've listened to like 15 minutes of this podcast and I have no idea what they said. So the times like that, I might be better off listening to music or some people say like, just don't listen to anything at all. But either way, like walking will really enhance your creativity. And I have found that to be true for sure. One of the reasons why it's really great for your brain function is that it increases the blood flow to the brain, and then your brain can develop and create new neurons from that. So it ends up improving your cognitive function, which we all can really benefit from. And that's things like memory, problem-solving skills, reasoning, and attention, our favorite. <laughs> and of course, like it increases dopamine, which we've gone over dopamine so much in previous episodes especially as it relates to movement. So I'm not going to dive into that, but just walking is great for our brain function, which we can always reap the benefits of as people with ADHD. And number 10 is that it helps with your digestion, which you might think like, what does that have to do with anything? But when you have ADHD, you actually have an increased risk of like gastrointestinal issues, things like IBS, that type of stuff. And so anything that you can do to help your digestion is great. I don't know, like there's so much talk these days about gut health. And a lot of it is really just new research. There's so much that's not known about it. And you will see some stuff out there. I don't want to dive into about whether that has anything to do with people carrying excess weight on their bodies, or if improving your gut health indeed improves your ability to lose weight. There's just too much out there for me to like, comfortably, you know, rely on that information. But I don't think there's anything like negative to say about finding ways to help your digestion, which can help everybody. And so walking does do that for us, which is a great thing. And then number 11, the last thing I want to say is that it is a really good way to set and meet goals for yourself. I mean, this does kind of tie it all together. And this is not specifically the walking itself, but walking is such a great way to or a great tool, I guess you could say to start out with making small commitments to yourself and following through on them. So I know for myself, when even when I've gone through periods where I am struggling and I don't really want to focus on nutrition, I don't want to care about any of the other things that go into, you know, trying to lose weight. If I can say, you know what, I'm just going to make sure that I walk three times this week. And it doesn't have to be for a long time. When you haven't done these kind of things for yourself in a long time and you've just been sort of living reactively, if you can say, you know, make these small commitments to yourself and follow through with them, it has such a ripple effect. It's like this, the beginning sort of snowball rolling down the hill because that follow through really generates the kind of, you know, energy and like sort of motivation, which we talked about last week about, you know, getting like following through on yourself and starting to develop this self-trust and knowing that, you know, hey, I actually can do this stuff. Like I can do it. And so well, I don't know. I just find that walking is such a like entry level, easy sort of starting point for that kind of stuff. Like it is just an easy spot to start with that and really start to reward yourself with like following through on these commitments and, and proving to yourself that you can totally do it because I know you can, of course. Yeah, so that's the 11 points that I had with regards to walking. But I just really want to stress that all of these pieces are kind of connected to one another in terms of, you know, driving your success towards 
weight loss. And it's such a great tool for that. You know, when I think back on my life, I know after I had my son, my firstborn, I used to take he was a really cranky baby and he had like didn't even know like that <laughs> I did not know babies were like this. But he cried all the time. He was very colicky, didn't even know what that word meant until I had my son. <laughs> and one of the only ways I could calm him down was to walk and he had to be forward facing so that he could see what was going on and he would just like look around and absorb everything and he was he liked it and as long as he was in motion and could see different things he was calm and I used to walk and walk and walk and walk with him <laughs> and it was those are some of the best times and I can now I can see in retrospect how much that helped me you know, I was undiagnosed at the time, but it really helped me to kind of calm down and and it was a good outlet for stress relief. And I really looked forward to all those times. Well, for a number of reasons, but because he wasn't screaming, but also because like just getting that physical movement and all of the things that we just talked about, it was really great. And so I truly believe that walking is is incredible for so many reasons, but especially for managing our ADHD and working towards our weight loss goals. So if you want to start doing this, you really can start small. And even for my ladies in much larger bodies, like I talked about at the beginning, it can be as simple as like walking down the street. If that's accessible for you to just walk down to the end of the block and back, that's where I started. I remember when I first, when I was at my heaviest, I just walked down to the end of my street and back and I was exhausted. And yeah, it just kept, you know, adding on a little bit of distance each time. But that's what I mean. You can, you really can start small. And there are a vast array of ways that you can improve on that. You can go for longer distances eventually. You can start to slowly increase your speed. When you get really like into it, you can start adding weight. Like a lot of people have those weighted vests. And something else I've learned about recently, which I think is super cool, is called rucking, which is, you know, walking with weights in a backpack, which is very cool and apparently amazing for women, for women's health. Yeah. Or you can start going onto different terrains, you know, like, I guess that would be more technically hiking. But anyhow, just to say that there are lots of ways to improve it. So get out there, give it a go if you're able to. Walking is amazing, even better when you're out in nature. I love it so much. And I hope you will give it a go as well and it will help you towards your goals. So that's what I've got for today. I look forward to talking with you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Losing Weight with ADHD podcast. If you are ready to make lasting change in your life, please head over to my Instagram at jenniferwatts.ca where you can connect with me and find all the tools and tips you need. From there, you can also access my free guide of the Calm Method for Weight Loss with ADHD or book a free call with me. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out, especially if you have anything you would like to hear about on the show. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review so the show can continue to spread this message. Until next time.